Standing from the classroom, I mean from your dorm. Yeah. yeah. That's not fun. No. <laughs> it's like staying home and studying. I mean, it's quiet. <laughs> yeah. There's space. <laughs> What's your major? Um, business, finance, and economics. Oh, yeah. Right on. Nice. Did you go deal with your mother? Oh, oh, good. I can't wait to hear about this. I cannot wait. <laughs> so you dealt with it last night? After Christmas? What a spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> Here she's celebrating Christmas. Here you come. <laughs> Where's the love? Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat line, all right, on the YouTube channel, and I can answer some questions or comments. Uh, Merry belated Christmas. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Hi, y'all. Well. Well, Merry belated Christmas. Likewise. And so uh, you were saying you were naughty all year, so you didn't get anything. Santa did not. Do you believe that you're a Santa? No. Well, no wonder. <laughs> That's why you didn't get anything. Yeah, probably so. He looked down the list and saw your name and said, non-believer. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> a believer in Santa Claus. And he went past your home. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, Merry Christmas anyway. Merry Christmas. Um, I wanted to, uh, any questions before I get rolling here? Any questions or comment? Yes, sir. Uh, I've been curious. Are there other pastors or uh, like you that are um, preaching the same sort of messages? Maybe. That you're aware of? Yeah, I'm not aware of it. Oh, okay. But I'm sure they're out there. Okay. Probably over Europe somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not the only one, believe me. Okay. Yeah, cool. we're just not aware of them. Okay. Because normally you don't hear about anyone who is, uh, you know, is about the truth mm-hmm. and setting people free. Yeah. So normally you don't hear. Yeah, because I've noticed, like, you know, I listen to your radio show every morning, and you know, so much of your message is so unique, uh, but it's so much the truth. Yeah. And so I've always wondered, are there other, you know, other people out there that are speaking that same truth? Yeah, they're out there somewhere. You know, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, pass the mic to the guy next to you. So I asked earlier, you went and forgave your mother. You said yes, right? Yeah. What took you so long? What took me so long? To do it. I don't know. 
I I mean, it's not that I was afraid of my mother. I mean, I wasn't afraid of her at all. I just didn't want to do it. Uh, oh, God said, go in for gear. Be like, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Well, I mean, the, the biggest reason I feel like is because uh, she had aborted the child before me. And so, I mean, I see abortion as murder 100%. And um, so that's like the main reason. I, but that I was judging her. I knew I was judging her, and I can't play God. Oh, you were judging her for I, having an abortion I before was, you? I was 100% judging her for Did having... you think that was you or something she aborted? What? Why Did were I you think... judging her? Why was I judging her for that? Yeah. Because uh, I never got to grow up with a brother or a sibling. I thought that would be cool. But oh, I see. Like, like my family has excommunicated me. Like my mom's family hates me. Uh, my father's family's all dead. So I don't actually, but I, I now understand. I mean, I can see as clear as day that family really doesn't matter. Uh, blood so you, doesn't matter. you don't have any brothers or sisters? I don't have any siblings, no. But that's normal for white people. <laughs> you know, the white people don't have like a big family. They may have one cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't seen that cousin in years. Well, yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't get along with my cousins at all, yeah. You don't? No. Maybe. Why not? Well, uh, one of my cousins uh, drugged me with DMT when I was 14, and then I, um, I tried to kill him. Um, another cousin is... <laughs> what a fun family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the mama I'm, I'm, having abortions and the cousin killing off the rest. I, I, no, <laughs> so you went to your mother, and what happened? What, ha- um, what happened is uh, I, I was actually surprised with her, um, with her reaction because... My whole life, she had told me that she wasn't the right parent for me, that I needed a father. And yeah. uh, even though I didn't speak for, with my father for eight to nine years, she always pushed me to have a relationship with my father. So I was very surprised by her reaction, but she was very defensive. Uh, she admitted a lot of things, but then she was defensive with other things. Like she said that I still shouldn't have acted this way. And I, and I just, I just started laughing because it, it was funny. Um, I, I, like that same energy that you feel when you meditate. I felt it right at that moment when I started forgiving her, like one off the other, and I felt that energy through me, and I didn't even care anymore. You know, like my ego didn't even. So you don't hold anything against her anymore. Not anymore at nice. all. Yeah. Good man. Well, I'm glad you finally did it. Yeah. I um. Anybody else? So I want to talk about love. It's Christmas. We can relax. Isn't it Christmas is love time, right? Yeah? No. So I want to talk to you about love. And because it occurred to me that most, 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 99.999.9, but not all, 0.9% of people really don't have love. They do not have love. It's so crazy. Even the Christians don't have love. And so I've been thinking about it. That's amazing. And I noticed that people put everything else before love. Everything else is before love. And so I wanted to briefly talk about that to kind of get a, a little feeling of what you all think about love. All right? And so how many of you have love? Oh, everybody except three. Okay. Uh what is love? Right here. What was the question? How, what is love and how do you know you have it? Um, love. love. You say you do have it, right? I do. Okay. Um, 
is a feeling um, that you have for some someone, something um, that is unconditional. Um, so you have a feeling for somebody that is unconditional. Yes. And what does unconditional mean? Without limits. Without limit. Correct. They can cut your head off. Uh, well, then I wouldn't be able them. to. <laughs> right, right. I wouldn't be able to, you know. But yeah. So they would be able to would make mistakes. Would you still love them if they cut your head off? I wouldn't be able to love. I'd be dead. So. Oh. <laughs> right, right. But I get what you're saying. You know what made me think about this? <laughs> I, I happened to catch the very end of uh, that uh, movie. What's that movie with? Uh, yeah, Braveheart. Well, who said that? And and they were trying to get the actor, um, what's his name? Yeah, to bow down to the king, something like that, right? And he's like, no, I'll never do it. And they were like, well, would you rather suffer and bow down to the king, or would you rather die? And he said, die, I think. And so they did everything to him. And uh, they put him in prison after they tortured him. I just happened to catch the end of it. And this, um, while in prison, well, they really tortured him, too. They did him up. I mean, y'all cried over a stimulus check. $600. Um, but they tortured him, then they put him in prison, one way or the other. And while in prison, this woman came in. I guess you're the daughter or the wife or the king. And she was like, no, bow down to him. Tell him you're sorry, whatever. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then she gave him some stuff to drink. She said, drink this so that your pain can be lighter. And he was like, no, I'd rather not drink it so I can keep my wit, wit about me. You can be smart. You know how you part here and think you know something when you're high? <laughs> You think you were God when you're high, right? But uh, he, so she said, no, 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 drink it. And so he put it in his mouth, he drank it, and she kissed him, and she left the prison cell, and when she left, he spit it out. He just swallowed it. I'm like, that is something else. That's deep. And when, he, when they cut his head off, just before they cut it off, he yelled out, free, or something like that. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. And I'm like, that's deep. But that made me think about love. And so that's why I'm on it today. And so you're saying love is unconditional, something you feel for someone. And how do you get that? How do you develop love like that? Um, over time. Over time? Yeah. Like you're walking down the road day and night, eventually you get it. If you walk day and night, will you get love? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Have you ever possible. thought about love? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what were your th- thoughts about it? I love love. You love love? Yes. I, I have a lot love of love. I love, love you, baby. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Nice. Is this your first time here? Yes. What's most your definitely. Name? Taylor. And how do you hear about us? My sister and her boyfriend. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Any questions for me or disagreements? Uh, well, I'm listening. 
Oh, okay. More, maybe, maybe later. Definitely, nice. yes. Well, I'm glad you're here. Definitely. Uh, get a mic to the young lady behind you. Victoria, do you have love? <laughs> this past weekend showed me that I actually do. Really? What yeah. happened? Are you able to say? Say again? You're, you're able to tell us what happened to show you that you really have love? Yeah. What happened? And I realized it um, after kind of hanging out with my mom and then seeing my brother yesterday. Two different households, but... Um, one household has, there's still some anger there, but they're open to hearing the truth, which is a step in the right direction. And I witnessed a lot of um, interesting uh, conversations at my mom's house, but I was able to watch like a movie. And I realized that certain things are out of order but that I, I do believe the order is starting to come. So instead of judging what I was seeing, um, my mom was just being very argumentative with my stepdad without going too this far into it. on uh, Christmas? This was on Christmas Day. So you guys were arguing at Christmas? Well, I realized... No. no, not me. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry, it's going to sound like I'm bouncing back and forth with the story, but all it was was my mom just had a lot of... Um, she just has a lot of anger pent up inside. And I've always explained to her, ever since I forgave her, you know, I keep just reiterating to her, this, you only feel this way and you're only doing this because there's a spirit working in you. Right. This isn't you. And, um, and so what happened to let you know that you had love? Because I was able to not have any emotion while it was happening because it was very hard to watch her yell at my stepdad and just kind of throw things in his face. And I realized... You know, I just had to tell her, I said, Mom, you're only doing this because there's something else there, but you're angry. That's all it is. But you need to, like, just calm down and figure out why you're angry, you know? And it seemed like she was receptive to it instead of lashing out like she normally would. I think because I was really coming at her with love. I was just like, hey, you're mad, and we see you're mad. Like, my stepdad and I, we see it. And he sees it, too, but he's just like, he said something very poignant to me that lets me know that they or at least he is starting to wake up. He said, I know that Satan is trying to get to me through your mother. He's like, I know that. Did your mother hear that? Yeah, we were all at the table. And I said, thank God Did you said that. Turn the table over so you can eat anymore? <laughs> no. Like, and that's, what the? No, and here's the thing. But Go here's the mama. <laughs> no. But here's what struck me about it was that my mom wasn't rejecting that idea. She never denied it. She yeah. never, every time we told her, you're just angry. This is just Satan working in you right now. She never, like, lashed out. It was almost like we were calling that demon out on what it was doing. Oh, and the fact that nobody really gave into it, we just called it out. It was like she couldn't go further. She kept trying. And so how but, do you know you love her? Because I kept telling her the truth. And it was like, oh, okay. I'm going to tell you the truth regardless of how you feel. And my stepdad looked at her and said, hey, that's real. That's love right there. That's real love. And it's, it was just weird to hear him say those things. Okay. But just the non-judgment there was like, oh, my God, I know I've grown. And I, I truly love these two people that I'm sitting in front of. So, Amazing. Like I said, you have to be there to really understand. But I'm, I'm sure you've seen things like that. But oh, yeah. I could have lashed out because any other time where I tell my mom the truth, it has resulted in, like, almost physical altercations to where I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit my mom, so I got to leave. You know? <laughs> what the? 
but she she's definitely turning around and I kind of threw it out there for them to hopefully come here one day because I can see that they're on the path for sure right. you know I think she's tired of being so angry because it really is exhausting after a while nice um, anyway as far as yesterday I'll be really quick my brother's very scared of this virus thing and so much so that yesterday I went to take gifts to him and my nephew and I hugged my nephew and my brother pulled him away and they were both masked up and everything <laughs> so I was feeling very How old is he? oh lord that's my big brother so he's like 38 I think 39? Yeah, 82, baby. No, he totally, no, he totally Did is you nice. Call him <laughs> but I know that it comes from fear because everything yeah. I'm doing in my life is the polar opposite of what he's doing. And he's very opposed to how I live my life, but we love each other enough to say, okay, we don't agree, but it's okay. You're still my brother. I'm still your sister, all that kind of stuff. And the fact that he did that yes yesterday, I thought, I grew up with you. I have sat in the house with you and my nephew forever. We sit so close. We do this, we do that. I know you're blind because how can you go from a lifetime with us to following what the government tells you because you're scared? Yeah. So it let me know my brother's blind. You know? Amazing. So I was, I was a little, I did get upset in the moment. But where's the love? That was it. But the that, no. Out the window. no. No, 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 no. When I say upset, I don't mean that I lashed out. I just, I, I caught myself starting to feel something. And I thought, oh, I'm playing God. I want my brother to come with me, but everybody can't come. And he's going to come in his own time if he ever does, you know? Yeah. So I realized in that moment I was judging him and I stopped immediately because it's not, it's not right. He's doing what he really feels is best. And where did your love come from? It, with this year, it honestly came with forgiveness, for sure. Forgiving oh, okay. my mom, for real this time, and then forgiving my father. You nice. Know? So, yeah, it was, it was good. Let me ask a young lady right next to you. Oh, boy. You sure? <laughs> we know she ain't got no love. No, <laughs> Do you have love? Merry Christmas. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Jesse. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't have love. And how do you know you don't have it? Um, I just, I know that I don't have it because I feel like I've been reflecting in, over the past few months and I thought I had love and so I tried to like, like give that love to like, you know, my family, friends or whatever the case, but it was just like me acting on it. It was just like artificial, like me pretending to have love and doing the things that I thought a loving person would do and um yeah i just realized that i don't have love amazing <laughs> i well, came that's to good. peace with it <laughs> it's good to know that you don't rather than pretend that you do yeah nice esteban you have love why are you laughing you <laughs> no <laughs> uh, i think so yeah you think at least so now yeah at least. and how do you know you ha why do you think you have it because at least before, I would really uh, try to, like, focus, like, my energy, whatever. Like, in self-preservation uh, and, like, uh, like what I wanted to do. But lately, uh, I've been, like, uh, not become, like, less self-aware of what's going on. And they just kind of 
uh, do what's in front of me, like with my family. I used to not really want to uh, hang out with my family and stuff like that. But like uh, my cousin, for example, she's in uh, San Diego right now, and she wanted to meet up. And instead of just kind of like uh, pushing her away, you know, I'm kind of making plans. And uh, and it's a little bit different from before because my family, like uh, I guess where I got it from is that they used to force like uh, a relationship, even though everything was like so bad in the family. So now it's like uh, I'm doing it because I wanted to, you know, because I want to. And, uh, Did you call your mother for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you said yeah. I'm going to ask where to love. I think I texted her, though. But <laughs> Oh, you didn't call her? You texted her? Same thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting closer. How is that the same thing? <laughs> How is that the same thing? I mean, yeah. You text people when you really don't want to talk to them. <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, she's busy. I'm a little busy sometimes at work. So it's like we have time to reply to each other and stuff like that. So it works out. So on Christmas Day, she was busy at work? Yeah, probably, yeah. Because it takes a little while to reply to, yeah. Millennials, it's okay to call. <laughs> Use the phone. It's called voice communication. <laughs> you're, you're already wearing masks. You don't want to lose that. Uh, what is love? That's a good, um, at least for me now, I see like uh, dealing with my mom and my sister is like uh, not losing like the logic of what's going on. Like sometimes you, you want to make it play along with like whatever they're saying and pretending, you know, and it's a little bit easier, if that makes sense. But now it's like, uh, you know, always like remember what's, what's real, you know, like logical and then kind of sticking with it and dealing with like the consequences and, and the people, you know, when they get mad and stuff like that. Okay. What I want to do this, this for this year coming, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, I want to focus on the highest commandment. And that is love, because I realize that love is the highest gift from God to us, right? And we're supposed to be that way. But I'm noticing that it ain't so for most people. They can speak the truth. They can talk about it. They can pretend. But when issues come in life, when challenges come, love is out the window. And so I wanted this year coming up to get for you to focus on that so you can know that you know that you know that you know you have love or not. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think we have put enough focus on love. I think we've talked about everything but that gift. And uh, so this year I want to do it, uh, you know, deal with everything but that as well. Um, let me ask Santa. <laughs> Morning, Jesse. Hey, buddy. Doesn't it look like Santa after you took off the fat mat and fat You took off the fat suit? Man, your beard is nice. Yeah. You've been gone so long you grew a beard. Were you up at the North Pole? No. Um, you? Been crushing, been working. Nice. Uh, do you have love? I do. And what is it? It's the opposite of hate. And how do you know you have it? I realized I stopped hating the thing that I hated the most. I live with a bunch of homeless around my neighborhood. 
A homeless people. And I love them now. You love the homeless folk? Dude, okay. Let, what the? I love them. That's too much love. <laughs> okay, we had so, a homeless man out there this morning breaking flower pots and kicking cars and, and carrying no, on. No, you are wrong. You, and I hated him. You, you, no, no. You, no I, you, you, <laughs> I have no love for you, buddy. You have to love them for Why? one reason. Because they are proving that COVID is a scam. Oh, they're running around no nice mask, point. no mask, and they're thriving. They're like multiplying. And, <laughs> so, so anytime a friend, and they're healthy, <laughs> and everything. And so, what is love? There, are, okay. It's it's the. If you stop hating, there's only one thing left, and the opposite of hate is love. And if you can just fight that hateful feeling. Um, you're just by default loving everybody. And how do you know for sure that you have it? Because I choose not to waste any more calories having that hate burn up in me. Because I think everyone's like argued with people and the worst thing that happens is you sit there and you fume. You think about your response for like days because you hate the person so much. But once you stop doing that, life just like becomes so much better. Life becomes amazing. Okay. Interesting. Well, welcome back, Santa. <laughs> Glad to be back. <laughs> uh, you have love? Yes. You do, and how do you know? What is it? First of uh, all, what is it? Love, love is God, and love is the absence of hate. So if you have no hate in yourself, like the gentleman over there was saying, then you have nothing else but love, and love is telling the truth. And how do you know you have it? Um, I'll bring up a story, if that's okay. Uh, so my buddy Matt's mom just died last weekend, and uh, he called me, you know, kind of sad about it or whatever, but... I didn't fall into that emotional connection with him. I just told him the truth because he was my best friend in high school, and I know that he had rough dealings with his mom. His mom was really just god-awful, terrible woman, and uh, traumatized him dearly, took him away from his father and everything. And uh, I just told him the truth. I said, hey, man, you need to forgive her. You need to overcome that because she's destroyed you, your identity, and... She, you know, she recreated herself in you because if you were to take, like, her opinion of his father and his opinion of her father and put them up next to each other, they're identical. They say the same exact thing about him. So she put that in his head, thus tearing him away from God. And he doesn't believe, he doesn't have any faith in God. And he's really um, bitter and resentful and sad. And so by me not... Uh, feeling sorry for him or having pity for him because his mom just passed, I told him the truth about he needs to go and forgive and overcome that. So I think, I think that's love. Okay. Hermes, you have love? I have to make sure my employees have love, otherwise they're fired. <laughs> I don't want them to hate them all. I think so. You have love? I don't hate. I don't hate. You have love? I think so. Why do you think you do? Because I don't hate anyone. And what is love? Uh, I think love is the absence of hate. And what does that mean? 
Just what I said. Absence of hate. Not what, having hate. What does that mean, though? I don't know how to how to make it any simpler. Uh, okay. And why do you think you have it? Because I don't hate anyone. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Amazing. I want to ask you a little Christian first. No, not big Christian. <laughs> the little holy one. You have love? I, th- I think when I walked in, I didn't. And right now, I think I do. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was going to say no. Like, for my, I thought about my family and just, you know, my conversations with, with them, uh, you know, over Christmas time, because that's what we're talking about. I was like, no, I did, I'm not having love for them right now. You don't love your family? And I, at this moment, I do, because I had this. I, I walked in here with no expectation. Like, I'm a mess, but I'm just going to go to church. No expectation about Yeah, that's what and, church is for, a mess. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, I think that um, you have hatred for people you have expectations from. You know, I'm, I'm not loving my parents because I'm expecting them to uh, to make me feel comfortable like they used to, like we're, that we're connected like we used to be. And, you know, we don't see life in the same way anymore. We used right. to. We're like, you know peas in a pod and now I see things differently and they're angry about it and um and so I like I have this expectation it makes me angry that that they look like uh zombies you know like um like your brother you know like zombies and it and it it's yeah been taking my love away from them but I just realized like it's because I have an expectation of them Oh, okay. And it, like, and that's something. When you have an expectation, it's something you think somebody else is supposed to do for you. And so, I think love is knowing that everything you need, you're just going to get from God. Everything you need, you get from God. So you don't need anything. Have you ever wondered? Do I have love? Not, you ever wondered that about yourself? Not, no, not the way you make us wonder about it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's why we love you. <laughs> what I realize, I do a lot of counseling. Every day, except Friday. And um, I've noticed that the human being's focus is on the works of the flesh, but not on love. And it's weird to see that. I'm like, wow, I, I didn't realize that. And I noticed that most of the people who like love and that are suffering today are suffering because their focus is on their weakness, the weakness of the flesh. And I didn't realize that until, and this is around the world, not just in America. Because whenever I counsel with people, it's always what's wrong with them and what others think about them or what they think about themselves. And if somebody did or did not love them back, it's never really focused on love. It's on the weak things. And so, interesting. All right. I grew up in a church that did really focus on love, but it was all wrong. I mean, it was still, it was like, you ha- in order to be a good person, you have to love everybody. So you're always striving to, like, show that you are this good person. And so it just keeps coming back on you anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you need other people to reflect back to you. Oh, what a good person you are. So it's still not that's that. that's not love. It's not love, yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. You're right about that. Yes, sir. Um, I would say yes, I have love. Um, and, and what I, is it? I think what is love? Part of love is 
um, a commitment, a decision that is made uh, that, let me go back. I know I have love because now I live in the moment um, and not in my head what I think a person should do or what I think they should, what I should receive from them. I have no expectation from them. And I think it goes back to understanding that love comes from God um, because, God, as the Bible says, God is love, and understanding that fact. And what does that mean, that love comes from God? I, um, that we cannot understand what love is until we have that relationship with God. And for me, that relationship really started when I forgave my parents, when I forgave my mom, that I started understanding what God wanted from me and why he loved me. It wasn't the performance. It wasn't, you know, that I was doing anything for him. It's because he decided to love me. And the mess that I am with the mistakes that I, I make, but it doesn't change the love. Have you ever ran into anyone who did not have love? Yes. And, and they were mean to you? Yes. And how did you deal with that? Uh, I laughed internally. Like, I try not to laugh in people's face at them, but I laughed internally. I didn't take it because I felt, I felt for them because they were expending all this energy to do something that didn't bother me but it just showed the state of their mind and where they were. Um, for example, I have a friend right now, because of the holidays, he's going through depression. Um, and I think years past, I would have you know, gone there and tried to save him and try to bring him up and do things that would make him happy. And now I just tell him the truth. This is, you know, only God can help you get out of this. You need to stop feeling sorry for yourself, get off your butt and go, do, go to work, go do this, go do that, and stop saying, oh, poor me. And that's all I says, well, that's all I can do for you. I can't, like, save you from yourself. I'm not going to, like, go out and do some crazy thing for you. Um, it's just you need to take responsibility. And I think that's love. Do you love the people who hate you? Yes, I do. You do? And how do you know? How do I know? Because I don't allow them to ruin my day. Meaning what? Meaning that the emotions that they are showing, like the hatred, I don't walk, I walk away and I'm just like, I'm, back to myself. It's just like, okay, whatever you said, you know, they flip me off. If they, you know, call me a bad name, it's just like, that's showing how ignorant you are. How about if they call you Uncle Tom? Oh, I'm fine with that. Oh, you are? Yeah. Well, you have love. <laughs> yeah, because I'm usually called an Oreo anyway, so. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you have love? How old are you? 16. 16? Yeah. No, you don't have no love. <laughs> you might work in the other place. <laughs> do you have love? Yeah. And how do you know you have love? Um, like, how do I know people love me or that I have love? That you love them. That I love them? Yeah. Um, how come you, you're in college at 16? Yeah. You must be smart. I guess. <laughs> wow. Uh, and so how do you know you love them? Well, like, for example... I know I, I have three younger brothers, and I love all of them. And I know I love all of them because it doesn't matter what they do to me or if they love me or if they don't love me because I made a decision that I was always going to be there in their lives, no matter how they treat me or how they feel about me, and that I'm going to tell them the truth and be there for them in whatever way and be a genuine person towards them and show them genuine care and genuine like acceptance, I guess, because love I love your them. enemy. Yeah, I love my enemies. You do? Yeah, I still care for them, and I show up for them. And if they say something, it doesn't hurt me because I see, like, where they are in life. Yeah. Because I was there, too, you know? Nice. Like, I understand. 
I have empathy. I don't pity them, you know, because I don't believe in pity. But I'm like there if they want to talk, and sometimes they do, and they're like, they you love your father. Of course, I love my dad. So, what do you do when you get on your nerve? <laughs> I just laugh most of the times. Oh, uh, see, I while you're re- laughing at those other people, she's laughing. She's laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's good. Really good. You love your mother too? Um, I don't know. I mean, oh. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I guess I should, but I don't know. So how do you know you love your father, but you don't know you love your mother? I don't really know my mom. Like, I know I love my dad just from like the way that I interact with him because I made that decision with him, but I didn't make that decision with my mom. It's Why not? Because... I don't feel like I know her well enough to do that. Like, I've tried, and then she shuts me down, and now she, like, wants to know me, but now I don't know what she wants from me, and it's just, like, this really weird thing. Oh. Yeah. And so is it possible to love your father but not your mother? I mean, I guess. How is that possible? Because they're two different people. Oh. You can't say your parents are one thing. They're two different people. They have two different lives, two different belief systems. You can't just lump people into, like, one category. Why not? Because that's not fair to them. Uh, so you love your father because he treats you well, and you don't love your mother because she doesn't treat you well, and you don't know her that well? I love my dad because he showed me what it means to love other people, and he does so unconditionally. And... I don't know if I love my mom. I don't hate her. I just don't know if I love her. It's just Interesting. undecided. Did your father tell you you should love your mother? No, he didn't say that. Oh, why you didn't tell? What the? <laughs> <laughs> why you didn't tell her to love her mother? He got all this love, but didn't tell his daughter. No, I... Um, because I didn't tell her to love her, I'm trying to show her how to love. Um, because I think actions are stronger than words. Because just to tell her, she could say, yes, I love her. But until she's able to really um, fill it down deep inside and let it come up out of the, the wellspring of life with its God in, in her, um, will she actually be able to love her mom? Because I can tell her whatever. You should love her, so go do something. But that's not really helping her. That doesn't mean you have to go do something. Just don't hate her. Well, she's she's doing better. She said she doesn't hate her, so that's good. Well, she doesn't love her. She does hate her. And there's no in between. Well, I understand that. I just know she's on a process, and I'm and I'm trying to step aside, and so that God can work that. And I still tell her the truth, and I and I do talk to her about it. But I'm trying to let the process work its way out because I won't be always be around. Where are you she's, going? She's growing up. She's oh. going on her own. She'll have her own family. I'm not going to be there, oh, you know, you, 24-7. Oh, I thought uh, you meant you were dying. No, I'm not dying. <laughs> let me ask this young man. Then Chris is going to read something to you about love. Hey. Going, Jesse? hey, buddy. So do you have love? Yes. And what is it? Um... It's a multitude of things, but I would say that love is being at peace and accepting how things are as opposed to why things are. And how do you know you have it? Um, I'm okay with 
what things are in reality and what's going on in my life. And when you say you're okay with what what do you mean by that? Um, I mean, I used to be focused on with my parents, why things happen or with my life, why did I end up where I became. So once I stopped focusing on that and accepted that it is where it is, then I didn't carry that burden so much. Yeah, exactly. Amazing, man. That's good. Yeah. And when your, gr- your fiancé or girlfriend? This is my girlfriend. When she get mad about nothing. <laughs> you, I tell you, her about it. You wake up in the morning and all happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you call up, hey, honey, you want to have breakfast? You want to go in, over to McDonald's have breakfast? <laughs> you have to wear your mask and drive through the window. <laughs> and... And she's like, what do you want? You still love her? You still have patient in love with her? Yeah, I tell her that's mama love when she, uh, when she do things like and that. And she's like, what up? Nah, she, she, she listens to you, so <laughs> yeah, she understands. Uh, nice. Let me ask you, young lady, right here, is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, good. What's your name? Tony. Tony, welcome. Thank you. Do you have love? Yes. And what is it? It's an emotion. An emotion? Yes. Meaning what? Meaning, for me, love is an emotion. It's a feeling that I have for others. And um, love is something you can't label to me. I can't say it's not um, concrete. It's not what? Concrete. Meaning what? Meaning um, when you say, what is love? Love is that building. That's concrete. My, for me, love is not something that's concrete. It's an emotion. It's a feeling that I have. And what does it feel like? Oh, it's a, a jumble. It's good, and it's bad, and it's confusing, and it's unconditional. And do you love all people? I think so. Even your enemy? Yeah. Nice. And where does it come, your love come from, that emotional love that's all jumbled? Where does that come from? That comes from life's experiences, my life's experiences. So this is your son? No, this is my daughter. This is my other daughter. Oh. And this is her boyfriend. And what do you think about the boyfriend? You love him? (laughs) Of course. Of course. He's like, well, please don't ask him. <laughs> what do you love about him? His personality. I love the fact that um, Charles stands for what he believes is right. Yeah. He expresses that, and he's entitled to that. And how do you deal with when he's pushing your daughter around? Well, he doesn't push her around. She follows. Oh, nice. You like that? It, it has nothing to do with me. To be and, perfectly honest, it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, that's if right. That's what she wants, and she wants to follow, and she wants to be that person. Yeah. Then that's more power to it. You like it, I love it. There you go. I'm good. I'm good. Because you got to live your own life. That's right. And as you live, you learn. And if you don't learn, that's your problem. Nice. You obey your boyfriend? <laughs> Okay, I do one more laugh. 
I know. <laughs> I told you it'd be a nice Christmas talk. Yeah. Do you obey your boyfriend? Yes. Why are your mother laughing so hard? <laughs> I don't know why she's laughing so hard. So what? I don't know why she's laughing so hard. Oh, uh, sounds like a no. <laughs> nice. Any any questions for me or anything you disagree with? Um. No. When I first started listening to you, there were some things I disagreed with. But as I continued to listen, then I saw it. So I was like, oh, okay. And then realizing that the only reason why I was disagreeing in the beginning was because it was kind of hurting my feelings. Yeah. But like now realizing, like, what you say is true. It's very nice. true. So. Good. You're on your way. Really. Thank you. You'll be fine. Nice. Uh, did you have your hand? Yeah. Uh, I had a question. I was uh, discussing something with someone once, and uh, we were just talking about uh, your past, and then we're just talking about how it doesn't matter what you did in your past if you change, but others are still going to view you that way. Yeah. So it was basically like this person was a criminal, but they served their time, they made amends, and they no longer were a criminal and lived an honest life. Yes. So my question is, since they were a criminal and that is their past, are they a criminal today? No. Okay. No, because the past doesn't exist anymore. Right. And uh, we should even, God said, don't even think about the past. There is no past, there's no future, right? You deal with people right now, you know? Because of what they were yesterday doesn't mean they're that way today. So they're just caught up in their ego, yes. worried about what other people think. 100% they're judging. Right. Anyone, their own self. And if you think about it, we all have a so-called past. We all sin and come short, right? Right. So we, we were, and some of us change and some don't. And you can see how mean the people are that don't change. They're like, I remember when you... This, this. You're like, well, I don't do that now. That's not who I am now. But I remember. <laughs> and God doesn't even remember. What you doing remembering? You know what I'm saying? Playing God. No. Don't hold anyone. Always have a way to see with everyone. Because you just don't know. Right. And we don't have a right to judge anyone, no matter what. So, yeah, you're right. Don't judge them. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, I saw this hand first, and then Ventura, i let you, and then I want uh, Chris to read something about love. Uh, yes, sir. Hi, Jesse. Uh, first of all, I want to wish you and everybody Merry Christmas and a good new year. Thank you. The old stay in the old, and the new bring in with all the good that it hopefully will. Right on. Um, I want to have a slight disagreement about the statement that I heard a lot, people saying love is an absence of hate. You have love? Uh, no. You don't have it? It's and how not do you mine. Know you don't have it. Well, I'm filled with it, but it's not mine to have or not have. How do you know you feel with it? Um, I don't hate people. I don't hate things. Whenever things happen, I'm before I was a very vengeful, vengeful person. I would keep things. I wouldn't talk to people for years. You know. You and wouldn't now talk it's, to a person for years? 
Because I would be mad at them. Oh, I, I would see. be, yeah. oh, you did this to me, you did that to me, whatever, right? Yeah. And never self-reflect and never ask the question, well, you know, what's my part in it? Yeah. And now it's very easy. It's just no matter, they'll, they'll throw in a bucket of tar at me and it'll just slide off. The tar will slide off? What, you know, like, what kind of tar is that? That's right. No, what kind of, who am I? But, you know, people will do still, you know, I, I guess it's because I'm Armenian and the, it's kind of hard to disconnect from family. There's this sense of duty and responsibility and yeah. you got to, you know, as yeah. a Christian, you got to adjust to that sort of, you got to be able to leave your father and brother to fish and you yeah. go on and you do your own thing. But, you know, they'll constantly come up and all this, they try to entice you back into the thing, you know, all the time. And in the process, they'll hurt you, they'll say mean things to you and all this stuff. And before I would keep it in. But now it's just like, well, okay, you did that today. What's, so what else dis- is new? Your disagreement with some of the people that they don't have love is God's love? No, no, no. What I'm saying is an empty vessel is also um, absent of hate. It's just an empty vessel. Just because hatred is absent doesn't mean love is present. Well, you, you could just be empty. Um, to, be, to have love, is it, it is a condition to empty your vessel of hatred. But also to have love, once you do that, you have to be seeking, right? You have to allow God to come into that empty vessel. And it depends with how much of what you fill that empty vessel to the extent of your love, which is just an expression of your love of God. Right. Right. If you love God first, and then throughout the day, even if you slip, even if you say a mean thing to somebody, you immediately see it. Because now you're just filled with God, and that little stain, just like a drop of ink in, in, in a clean water of cup, it just messes things up. You immediately catch it. Whereas in nice. before, you're filled with darkness... And a, a drop here, a drop there, you don't even notice it. And well, it's just me, getting darker and darker. Yeah, the more you give into it, you lose sight of reality. Yeah. And, and you go right down into hell. Because first you haven't emptied it. So I agree that absence of hate, but I think if we're not careful, we can just stay empty and think we are godly. Yeah, interesting. Thank you, man. Yeah, I just want to share that. Let me turn real fast and then you had your hand... Oh, you forgot. Well, really... Must have been that <laughs> No, what he said kind of encompassed where I was going, so maybe that's what was supposed to happen. But I was just going to ask you, what is it about us um, that is so afraid to let go of identity? Kind of like what they were talking about with labels and stuff. That like, is a very good question. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a, I'm a doctor, I'm a teacher, I'm a this. It's like, okay, if I met you right now, I wouldn't know that unless you tell me that. Right. I have to. I just see you as an individual in front of me, and hopefully a, a child of God. It gives a false <laughs> sense of being important. Yeah. It makes you. And if people want to control you, it gives them control. You. Most people tend to give their lives over to that person, mm-hmm. or the person with the degree, mm-hmm. the preacher, the teacher, the doctor, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And that's why those people use those titles, mm-hmm. because they want to control you. Uh, they want you to think they know more than you, and it's just not right. true. And a whole lot of people trust people with titles. What and is it's he, unfortunate. 
even if you tell people, hey, I don't want to be your leader. God is your leader. I'm just pointing the way back to him. They'll still make you their leader. And if you do something they don't like, automatically you're the enemy. They, they now turn against you. Right. And you're like, well, I, didn't tell you, I told you I wasn't your leader. But they'll, they'll do it anyway. Their ego is something else. And it's the ego that... It's all well, ego. Okay, that's what I was going to say, because that's the conclusion I've finally come to. Yeah. Um, why is it, though, that we are so willing to surrender to that, which because is earthly, no instead love. of... You have no love. So that's it, because... Love I would never surrender to that. I, I get that, and... I guess for me, like I said, I'm starting to see that now, and I'm noticing that people are, again, surrendering to humans and earthly things instead of surrendering to what they know, because everybody knows and then there's something greater. And then when things go wrong, they blame you for it going wrong. Like, well, why are you blaming me? Yeah. You know, don't judge me. I didn't tell you to surrender to me, but the ego does it anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good so question. the answer is ego. Then. Yeah. Gotcha. Let me take this young lady first, and then I'll tell you. Here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dang. So after hearing more and more, I realized that um, I have unconditional love because I was shown unconditional love. Um, that was something that I experienced from my mother. Right. So that's why I'm, I'm realizing more and more that that's why I have unconditional love for her because she was always there. She was always honest. She was genuine. She was everything that a mother should be. Um, and so that's why I feel like I have that love. Was your father there too? Yeah, absolutely. And did you love him? Yes, Un- I do love him. Unconditionally? Yes. Oh, good. He was yes. a good example of that as well. He was a, he was a good example. He and so you example. love your enemy? I do love my enemy. Yeah. I'm working on it, but I, I love him. I'm I working him. on it. Right. I'm not, you know what I mean? I don't yeah, engage with him. I'm not, you know, overly, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm, I'm cordial. I'm nice. I love him, yes. Yeah, so. yeah, nice. Um, Definitely. Do your mother love you unconditionally? Oh, my goodness, yes. Nice. Yes, that's without a doubt. Absolutely. And she shows that every day. So how she about if your boyfriend that? take the notion to beat you up? Your mom would be like, oh, that's good. No. Wait, how does that show love? What no, love is that? I'm confused. But would she get mad at the boyfriend or she would know that you got what you brought on yourself? Oh, um, she would be hurt. She would be hurt for me. Um, upset at the well, boyfriend. She wouldn't be mad at the boy- well, she Yeah, she would be upset. She would be upset at the boyfriend. And why? For putting his hands on a woman. Is what that, does that mean? Is that not wrong? Wait, do we agree on that? I don't. Like, for, first, let's understand. First, let's get that no, understood. That do you agree no. with hitting women? Is that okay? I, I believe in self defense. So <laughs> okay. If a woman hit me, she going down. Oh, okay. 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 I don't okay. believe that adults should be hitting each other. Period. Okay. You know yeah. Definitely. But ain't no way. Oh yeah. Ain't no way. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, uh. I was well, in the grocery store. We definitely black, disagree there. I definitely don't think a man should put his hands on a woman, regardless, because I, he I is stronger. I was at the market and two black but, women got mad at me because I didn't have a mask on. Uh huh. They, they tried to hit you because you didn't have a mask on? And they told the manager, oh, he had no mask on. You know how black women are. Right, right. <laughs> All that stuff. Uh-huh. And then the manager said, sir, you, can you put your mask on? I said, oh, yeah, okay. And I put it on. And while I put it on, I said, tell those two black bitches to stay out of my business. <laughs> and they were off. <laughs> I can see why. They were off. I can see like why. They wanted to fight. Right. They were like cursing. Bitches over a mask. Yeah, Damn. I told them, I said, look, 
Damn, I'm not one intense. of those little millennial guys that let women hit them. If y'all hit me, y'all going down. Right, right. I, right, I already right. saw how I was going to do it. I was going to punch the big one and kick the little one. That is funny, but I do not agree with it still. <laughs> still not my cup of tea. Who my pastor? I wasn't raised that way. <laughs> yeah, I, that's all I'm saying. I was not raised that way either. You did not put your hands on a right. woman. Don't put on oh a man goodness. either. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, you know, being the bigger, stronger person. Right, that's the reason she better be careful. Because oh, because stronger right, person don't take her right, down. Right, you don't hit a man, you got to kill him. Because right. you never know nowadays. If you hit me, you better kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but good. Yeah, I'm glad your parents was a good example no, for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Right on. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, so I was going to go back to what he was saying. Um, so the absence of hate, uh, and when we were talking about that being an empty vessel, does that being an empty vessel? That does that mean that you don't have love, necessarily? Well, you don't have hate. Just being an empty vessel. I'm sorry. Just being an empty vessel. Oh, I don't quite know what that means, but if it works. Oh no, I was just asking, like. So what? Because he said, if you don't have hate. Uh, empty then... vessel means don't hold on to anything. Mm-hmm. Don't let your right hand, your left. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear the truth, don't hold on to that. If you hear a lie, don't hold on to that. If people praise you, don't hold on to that. If they put you down, don't hold on to that. Always be empty so God can uh, guide you, fulfill you. But if once you think you got it, it's over. You're going to suffer. Okay. Yeah. So, Chris, come and read this. Yes, ma'am. Did, did you have your hand? Come on up, Chris. I was just going to say, I kind of disagreed with what he said. I didn't know what he meant, but if it were. He was saying just because you empty of hate doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to let love through. But I kind of feel like it's like a it's like a vacuum. If you empty yourself of all the like the worldly things, which is the hate and all that, that it has to come in. The, the, the love is the only thing left to come in. Oh, okay. No, but he disagrees with me. That's okay. Nice. <laughs> yes, sir. I just uh, I just want to quickly add. Um, I feel um, I don't think love is an emotion at all. I feel like it's um, more like better to let like cut off your hand than allow your whole spirit to perish. I feel like it's just living in the moment. And I completely agree with you that the past and the future doesn't exist. We're just stretched out through infinite amount of present, and that's what love is. Oh, okay, amazing. So I want you if. You, Yes. Not really. I have some online questions. Oh, okay. I forgot to ask Joel before I read this, Joel. He'd be like, do you have love? Um, yes, but I kind of agree. Well, not kind of. I agree with Alex in the sense that it's not mine. I have understanding, so... That but that's underst- why the question was, do you have love? No, I think it's not mine. But you have... But I have understanding. Who would belong to? God. And how did you get it? From him. Uh, and how did he give it to you? From understanding. It's light. Oh, okay. Nice. Amen, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> but he has it. You know if Joel agree, and he black. <laughs> so this is from First Corinthians, uh, chapter 13. 1 through 13. I want you to listen closely. All right? Just listen. 
and uh, and then we'll discuss it. And uh, start right here, mm -hmm. and then turn and pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chris, my uh, social media guy. You white? Good morning. Chris is like really Good white. Good morning. James uh, uh, used to be my producer. He used to be white. He all black now. <laughs> James talked black. He used black words. He said, well, we, I remember once Irma's like, hey, he used the N-word. <laughs> Irma's like, I think you're a racist. He, uh, he like went too much with the black. Okay, 1 through 13. So it'll end right here, right? Okay. Everybody got it? Yeah. Okay, y'all brought, brought the word with you? <laughs> hey, nobody Get got out the, the word, word but everybody. one man. What the? Oh, and two. Okay. Nice. Okay. You want me to hold a mic on you? Okay. Uh, I can hold it. Okay. Uh, Though I command languages, both human and angelic, if I speak without love... I am no more than a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. And though I have the power of prophecy to penetrate all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all the faith necessary to move mountains, if I am without love, I am nothing. Though I should give away to the poor all that I possess and even give up my body to be burned, if I am without love, it will do me no good, no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. Love is never jealous. Love is not boastful or conceited. It is never rude and never seeks its own advantage. It does not, it does not take offense or store up grievances. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but finds its joy in the truth. It is always ready to make allowances, to trust, to hope, to endure whatever comes. Love, love never comes to an end, but if there are prophecies, they will be done away with. If tongues, they will fall silent, and if knowledge, it will be done away with. For we know only imperfectly, and we prophesy imperfectly, but once perfection comes, all imperfect things will be done away with. When I was a child, I used to talk like a child and see things as a child does and think like a child, but now that I have become an adult... I have finished with all childish ways. Now we see only reflections in a mirror, in a, in a mirror, mere riddles, but then we shall be seeing face to face. Now I can know only imperfectly, but then I shall know just as fully as I am myself known. As it is, these remain, faith, hope, and love. The three of them, and the greatest of them, is love. Amazing. And so, isn't that deep? Yes. Uh, and all y'all have that, right? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. And so, I want to show you what develops love. And if you can do this, you have love. All right? Read this. All right. And listen closely to this. All right. This is If by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, 
don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken and stoop and build up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss, if you can force your heart and never... Oh, and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, Hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Amazing. And so, everybody heard that? Okay. Let me ask, thank you, man. Uh, Let me ask you, Chris, what does all that mean to you? The poem or the verse? Both. Um, The verse... uh, the verse, I think, summed up basically just means that that love is like above all things. It's it's the most it's the most important thing. It really is the only thing. Um, and then the poem uh, seems to be, if I think is implying like if you can withstand all of these things, then you have um, love, or love will work through you. Amazing, interesting. You know, let me ask you. Uh... <laughs> Everybody know who Joel is, right? Joel is my audio engineer, and he also has a dance company, thegiftedofdance.com. I started to say dancing for Jesus, <laughs> but I remember now. What did all that mean to you, if it meant anything? Uh, it was a lot to process, but... Um, I have to think. I have to think. Oh, okay. Let me ask the young lady right here. Did you pay attention to that? Okay. And what did it mean to you of anything? Um, dang. Uh, pretty much what I said. Uh, love is love is um, unconditional. It's. Yeah, I know it was a lot because of all that reading, but yeah. I just wanted to see how the people hear it. Oh, yeah. I thought about my mom. That's what I was thinking about. She showed me all those things. Okay. Kindness, nice. love, unconditional, that kind of thing. Amazing. But, um, yeah. Give it to Art right in front of you. Art. Here you are. Nate, not Art. Not same thing. Close enough. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you pay attention to that? I did. Nate, and did it mean anything at all to you? It meant to me that there's a lot of things that I used to think were love that aren't really, like it looks like it's love, but there's nothing behind it. So he could do all these fancy things that people at church do, and really there was nothing behind it. So I need to question what love is exactly, because I used to do that. 
Like I used to measure love by how much things I did, right? Right. If I was feeding the poor or whatever, then that meant I had love, but it doesn't really. And how does one get love? <clears throat> Based on this, how would you receive love? Become of love? I don't know. Okay. Come talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna help. That's gonna help? <laughs> but I, I guess, like, I don't know. I mean, it seems this. Yeah, it doesn't really say how to get it, actually. Okay. At least in the verses you read, it doesn't. Well, it says what it is in First Corinthians. Right. And here it says how you get it. Okay. If you can do all those things. But it seems like what First Corinthians is saying, that you could live that poem and have no love, that it could just all be for show. No, the poem is how you get it. The if is what, I mean, the First Corinthians, what it is. But don't you think someone could fake that if poem? This cannot be faked. No? Uh, uh, Parts of it? A <laughs> little bit of it? Uh, uh. This one cannot be fake. Yeah, okay. Yeah, really. But when you get a chance, read it again. First Corinthians 1 through 13. When you're at home, quiet, you know, your downtime. Check it out. Um, I saw his hand first and then here. I just yeah. want to say, I think love is that you don't have anger. You're more indifferent to things that come into play in, in daily life. You're indifferent to someone's emotion. When they're angry, they're trying to bring you into that anger as well. And if you can yeah. let go of that and be apart from that and be above it, that's love. Being honest with people, even though they, they might hate you or be angry with you. My family, they, none of them agree with me. And I still love and care about all of them, you yeah. know? And I'm I'm always honest, no matter how mad they get with me or anything, I'm always honest with it. And I think that's a big part of it, too. Nice. And the young lady want to respond. I want to respond. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't want to. <laughs> Is this your first time? Yeah. Oh, welcome. Is this your first time, too? Yes. Welcome, man. <laughs> and what's your name? Mindy. Mindy. How did you hear about us? Through him, actually. And so you heard the show and all that? Yeah. Been what was your while. first impression? Oh, I hated it. <laughs> you hated it? <laughs> he knows. She told me, I, she told me I was, he was brainwashing you, and I was like, I know all this stuff before he even said it. So. That's right. It's inside of you to Amen. know. And now what do you think about it? I, it's like I think someone over here had said, too. Um, it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. it, I was full of anger and very much saw all that, and so I've gone through all the steps and forgiven both my parents, and it's yeah. just a whole different world. Did you go and forgive your mother and mm-hmm. return to your father? Mm-hmm. Nice. How did it go when you went to your mother? Um, it went well. I mean, my mom was very quiet about it. It happened just recently, probably like last week. week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, she was really quiet, didn't really understand what I was saying, and got her defenses up and tried to argue about other things that I wasn't bringing up, and I just let her talk and yeah. just, okay. That's nice. So Amazing. Yeah. There was a, a, a woman that called into the show by the name of Grace. Did you hear her? I did. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that, Grace? Oh, you missed it, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> His mercy and grace endured forever with that young lady. What was your impression of her call, if you can remember? It was a while ago. I can't yeah. really remember the specifics of it. I just remember in the moment, I was yeah. really impressed with what she said. Yeah, she yeah. talked about how she went up a game and mm-hmm. how, how she woke up and yeah. And it was like, it was very it was It's life changing. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so, how does one develop 
Did this help a little bit or too yeah. much because of all the reading? No, no. Did any of it make sense to you? Yeah, I've heard uh, both before. Uh, um, okay. And it's just, uh, like a lot of people have already said, I think a lot of it is just forgiveness. And once you forgive and you can be above, kind of like what Krista said, um, if you can be above all the anger yeah. um, and not take it personally and not try to argue back with them, you know, you just have to realize that they're going to feel how they feel and you can't let it, yeah, you can't let it uh, weigh you down. Do you love the people that don't love you? Yes. And do you love the people who turn on you? Yes. On you? Yeah. You have had that happen to Absolutely. you? Absolutely. <laughs> and how did you deal with it? Um, it just, I, most of the time with people that are angry, I work in customer service jobs, so I deal with a lot of that. Um, and uh, you just, yeah. you let them vent. Just agree. You're not necessarily agree, but you just shake be their honest. head, be honest with them, um, let them get it off their chest and move on with it. Oh, no. Nice. I don't take it personally. Even if anymore. they call your names? Oh, absolutely. I've had people almost punch me. So, yeah. Especially nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Any questions for me? No. None. Any disagreements? No, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, welcome aboard. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. You had your hand, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I think Looking at the um, Corinthians, First Corinthians 13, I, I believe it, it does show how to obtain love. And it's in verse 11 when it talks about being once being a child and then putting away the childish things. I think that we start to understand and be able to, to have love when we mature. Okay. It's not about age. It's about maturity. Yeah, and to be able to to live the kind of life the poem "If" by um, Kipling is talking about, you have to be a man. You can't be a beta. It has to be an alpha. You can't be a child. You have to be a man. Or for the females, you know, you have to be a woman, a woman of God. And there's no other way to be able to endure what you have to endure and understand it and still have joy, have peace. Have you, you have ever endured? Oh, yes, I have. Real bad hardship. I have. You have. Yes. And how did that go for you? Um, I, when I was in the moment, I didn't understand how bad it was because for me, it was just like, it was okay. But looking back on it, I knew that it was God that helped me through it, that I didn't go crazy or I didn't have any resentment, um, because I, I could have easily gone the other way. Okay. So, and I think that's with love and maturity. Nice. You had here? Yes, sir. You look sharp, man. Thank like you. you're going to church. Thank you. Takes one or no one. That's right. <laughs> yes. So this is regarding the if poem, and this is what I got from it, is that uh, overcoming all things, people, places, and things, whether it be like your family or anything like that, is to, in your words, not make them too important. And I think that poem perfectly uh, shows that, like, it, it, what it was saying is like how basically how you should look at things in life. It should not be too important to you. And then going to the verse, in the beginning it was talking about uh, people's words are like gongs and pans banging together. And the only true and basically without love, without God's love coming down to you and you know overcoming anger and everything like that, you're not saying anything really. You talk to people that are angry and aren't saved, they have no real substance in their uh, their voice and what they speak. And when you have love coming down, you overcome your anger and, you know, you pray every day and you, 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 you just can't help but tell the truth. And then when that happens, it speaks volumes to 
not only your allies, but your enemies, too. You get reactions from both of them. But that lets you know you're really saying something because you're really getting a reaction out there. That's, that's what Jesus got crucified for. You know, he's saying the yeah. truth. And he got reactions. He got followers. And, you know, that's, that's it. Okay. Amazing. Last word. Yes, sir. The if poem kind of reminds me of Job. Just it doesn't that absolutely Job what he went through. It just sounds like yeah. everything. That's deep. Um, yes, sir. I got a question, but it doesn't pertain to all this. Okay. Um, I've heard stories before of mothers being jealous of children of their children because the father pays attention to them more than the wife. Right. How should a husband deal with that? He should correct the mother in front of the child so the child can see the mother defending. The child can see the father protecting him from the evil. But why is it that the mother gets jealous? Because she is of anger. Because the attention's not on her anymore or what? Right. She wants your world to, be, to rotate around her. A mother would kill you if you dare to think about not uh, rotating your world around her. And it's funny, too, because... She'll take you to the grave. I've brought that up with to my... And she'll have a crying funeral. (laughs) (laughs) I've brought that up to my fiancé, and she says um, she gets that, you know, the children come first, but she says, oh, at least every once in a while we should go on a date. I'm like, my parents never went on a date. Go on a date with who? Well, like, me and her, let's say we have children. Uh-huh. And I've told her that, too, that some mothers get jealous. And she's like, oh, I get that, you know, because the attention's not on me anymore, but I still think that we should go on dates every once in a while. And I told her, no, that's stupid. Uh-huh. Be- because, uh... Who want to take their wife yeah, on a date? exactly. Like, you know, like, my growing up, I never saw my parents go anywhere. They were always with us. My parents never went on a date. Yeah, like, what the? It's done. That's, once, once we have children, all that stuff is out the door. The, the day is gone. Yep. <laughs> so, so uh, you're right, no, no. Yeah. Right. No. So what? Yeah, nobody want to go on a date with your wife. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Can you imagine being at at, at Popeye with your wife? Okay. I'm confused right now. <laughs> I'm confused. A date, a woman asking for a date is too much. The wife. The wife after kids, no more dates. You already going to see her every day and night. <laughs> Dinner, at breakfast, at lunch. <laughs> we go to bed. Yeah. Dang. Ain't no fun. No, that is, that's uh, what it is. What do you mean by that is a lot of mothers love to control their children and their husbands or boyfriends. And when they have children get married, the mother's supposed to step back and the focus is not on the kids. Right. But the mother wants the focus to be on her to a point that she would turn the kids away from the father. And she'll play victim. She'll make you think your father was bad. He didn't love you. You got all uh, that from the once in a while? She, she want, said, wait, she, she said, did I hear, was I mistaken? I thought I heard her say once in a while. Who? The wife. Yeah. I say, did she say once in a while or every day? Yeah. So once in a while, like a month or like every three months, every other. Oh, okay. Is Maybe, that, um, is that, is oh, that her taking I know taking where you the, could do it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 
10-year anniversaries. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Because I'm like, I'm like, what am I missing right now? Once in a while. Did she say every day? I'm like, are we hearing the same thing? Okay. All right, cool. Every so we are hearing the same thing. Okay, okay. That's fine. Years. Okay. You, you got a question? It's a 50-year oh. anniversary. I'm like, wait, what's happening here? But on a regular day, that's yeah, a no-no. Yeah, a regular day. That's crazy. That's right. That's what it, that's, that's. That's unfortunate. Still. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> you ain't got time to be wasting your money on mama. Yeah, that's crazy. The kids are hungry. Every other month, that's crazy. You're right. Five year, ten year, twenty. Nice. <laughs> and then I got to explain this, and I got to do the uh, biblical question, and we out. Yes, James. Lots of super chats and support from people on YouTube and DLive. Thank you, guys. Ladies. Meskar says, my girlfriend refuses to forgive her father even though she has to. How can I help slash convince her? Thank you for everything, Jesse. Well, don't convince her because convince love is not love. You have to see that you have resentment and know that you're not God because anyone who has any anger is playing God, and they will suffer and die. But just point it out and be an example, and if she doesn't want to do it, let her suffer and die. Don't marry her, though, until you see that happen, now that you're aware of it. But you can't force love on anyone. You either want to forgive and operate out of love or suffer and die. And if you don't love your father, one thing I know for sure and without a doubt, without a doubt, you can hoop and holler, you can get money, you can jump up and down. You can go to church until you're black and blue in the face. You can, whatever, right? If you don't love your, ex, uh, your earthly father, you will never know God. It's impossible to love God and hate your father. Impossible. And you'll always be miserable. You will have no peace. I know that for sure. You gotta love, how can you say you love God who you never see and hate your earthly father? Because men represent the sons of God. They are the sons. Even those who are in a fallen state, they just left home and now they're suffering. But when they return to the Father, they'll still, they'll be built back up in His image, right? But men represent God, and that's why men are so hated. Eva's working through other, particularly women, to destroy men because it hates the image of the Son of God. It hates it. it. If you doubt me, be a, a son or a daughter of a mother and you look like your daddy or you close to your daddy and all the other kids look like mama, she'll treat them like an angel and treat you like you Satan's child because you look like your daddy and she hate daddy. So you got to love your earthly father. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Just FYI. Okay. Will Nico asks, Mr. Jesse, how can I be... A better father to my eight-year-old son. Better than what? Than he is right now, I guess. I don't know what better means. Call me on the show tomorrow. All right? Call me on the radio show tomorrow. I got to do this. Um, if you could do this, then this would become alive to you. If you don't learn how to endure and suffer without complaints, without hating the person that brought this upon you, whether it's a 
friend or family member or husband or wife or kids or your enemy or your co-workers or your best friend, so-called best friend. If you don't learn how to endure the loss of that, you would never know God. You won't have love. You got to endure and you got to do it quietly. You got to not show anything like you're going through anything. You have to do it with joy. You got to quietly endure. And I was talking to someone on uh, Skype one one day this week, and they had gone. I hadn't heard from them in a long time, so we were FaceTiming on FaceTime, whatever it was. And they had gone through a lot. And I had seen that they had gone through a lot. And I asked, "Well, did you get angry having to go through all that?" And they said, "Well, everybody get angry." I'm like, "No, everybody don't get angry." And they're like, "Well." Yes, they do. I'm like, well, why do you say that? He said, I can find something that's important to you and go for it and make you angry. And I'm like, right. That's why we're supposed to overcome all things. Nobody or nothing should be so important to us that we can be controlled by it. No daddy, no mama, no sister, no brother, no husband, no wife, no child, no uncle, no nephew, no money, no living quarters, no, no, no reputation, no anything should be so important to you can be by that someone can threaten you and take to expose you or take something away from you or don't want to play with you anymore. If, if you overreact to that, it says you have no love. That thing you love, that person plays a thing more than you do God. And that's why God, when you truly return to the Father, he would cause you to overcome the things of the world, and you would be in it, but not of it. But if you care about one, that's why God said, love me with all your heart, soul, and might along with nothing else. And then your neighbor as yourself. Because the one thing for sure, and I've experienced this over the years, 30 years or so, if you put anybody or anything before love, you're going to pay a price. And so when it does happen, though, and you feel that, because Satan talked to you right away, look at me, nasty person, I thought that was a friend. Or, or they stole my money. I can't believe they stole my money. Whatever is important to you. Well, my child won't play with me because I corrected my child. Now they don't want to talk to me. And if you feel the loss of that, or if you try to appease it, or is it important to you, you're going to lose. You're not of God. You have not been born again of God. One thing God will do, if you, I have, I have suffered in life, but I'm so glad for it now. Because when I was going through it, I didn't know what I was going through. I remember when I remember I told you about it, I was doing a show up in Oregon once. And I went through so much up there. Because I didn't know what was going on, right? And and I would go home and I would just have and the and the thoughts working overtime. Because your thoughts are your enemy. Every thought is a lie about everything. So whatever happened, the thought are ready to jump in and make you feel something, and you feel the pain of it, and you don't want to eat, you don't want to sleep, you don't want to talk to nobody on the phone. And I would go home, could barely breathe. And I, at the time, thank God, I couldn't talk to anybody about it. I literally had to go through it. And 
I would just go home and fall out on the couch. You know, I'm like, and this is what I first started bowing to. I had no idea what I was doing, right? I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I don't know why this is happening, but if it's that will, give me the strength to do it, to go through it. Because I knew God would allow it to happen, but I didn't know he was killing off my ego. And he was separating me from the world. And now 30 years ago, about, it's, am- it's amazing what has happened. And now when people do me wrong or they lie or they turn on me, it doesn't even bother me now. Not one iota. And I didn't know that that was happening. But I went through it, and then I realized now that that's what happened. So when my son get mad, because sometimes he'll get mad if I had to correct him, he don't want to talk. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine with me. <laughs> I'll see you when you call again, right? But I love him. I wish him well. You know, I, it's fine. I love what's right with all my heart, soul, and might. And that love came from God by renewing my mind and causing those, allowing those things to happen. Now, he didn't cause them to happen. He allowed them to happen. I mean, like what you said, somebody said about Job, when you can do this if thing and the world mean less to you than what is right, then you become a man. But you've got to go through it. I remember when I would break up with girlfriends, I felt like I lost my God. I had to hurry up and get another woman so I could deal with it, so I could be over the pain. Anybody ever done that? (laughs) (laughs) You ever done that? You ever done that? So, like, you were broken up with girls and felt like you lost your life? Yeah. Yeah. And how did you deal with it? Well, I suffered. Yeah. I realized I had mother issues, and then... Like I said, once I forgave my mother and not focus on why everything happened, it just is. That's right. One thing about going through that, you can't blame, you can't complain, you have to maintain joy, even though you feel like you're about to die. You just got to die. That's what Oprah said. (laughs) All the old people just got to die. I'm like, remind me not to go around that one. Anyway, you got to feel the loss, and, and Satan will be talking to you over time, trying to get you to overreact, and let that be important. Don't overreact. you got to suffer quietly. Jesus suffered. Who are we that we should not suffer? And don't, don't want it to hurry up and be over. So, some people ask me, well, how long? <laughs> how long do I have to suffer this? I'm like, it's over. But I'm telling you, once it's over, paradise is yours. But you got to learn to suffer quietly. Really. And if the pain is there, it's because it's too important to you. You made it your God. And you should only love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. Because everybody and everything else will at some point turn on you. And you're going to feel it. And that is the sign that it's your God. Yes, sermons. Does that make sense a little bit? I'm so glad for the suffering that I've gone through. Really. And it's going to come from the least expected people. The one that seems to be the closest to you is the one that's going to do it to you. It's not going to come from some stranger down the road, even though they don't like you too, right? It comes from the one that's closer to you. Husband, wife, friend, co-worker, 
church member, society club member, somebody. You know what I'm saying? And you, the one you least expect it from, the one that knows you the best, will turn on you. And then through all that, you got to still love them. You can't talk about them. You can't judge them. You can't put them down. You just have to see that they don't have love and they can't help it. They, anyone that does that to one another have no love. All in the name of Jesus. They have no love. Anyone that go after you, anyone that's jealous and envious and want to destroy you, bite-biting and gossiping, they have no love. That's what it means. And once you come to love, once love overtakes you like that, you will see that they're saying one thing, when in reality they have no love. And you can't hate them because they are created in the image of God. Just a poor image and we can't hate. We're not God, so we can't hate our fellow men and women. We cannot hate. And anyone who has one iota of anger, Satan is your daddy. One little tap iota of anger because you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven until he can take away the nature of Satan from you. Satan is evil. Anger is evil. There's no love in anger. Be not deceived. There's no love in anger. And God will take it from you. But you got to admit that you do have it. And don't let anyone convince you that anger is good. That's why God said before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must go and forgive. You got to forgive your parents first. Because you were born into the same hell that they're in. They take your innocence away from you. And you wake up acting like them. You're not yourself. But once you forgive and endure without hating the person or people, whatever, money, whatever it is, you will become yourself again the way you were as an innocent child. And you won't hate. And it's amazing. But y'all got to suffer this year. And don't be smoking pot trying to get away from it. Or drinking and all that. You got to literally suffer through it. Yes, Hermes. So, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. I, um, I pretty much got the same thing from the poem and the verse. Yeah, uh, to endure. that's what this poem is talking about. Yeah. So I kind of I want to amend my answer a little bit about love. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> whenever there is an amendment on love, <laughs> you know it's an intellect. How are you going to amend love? No, go ahead. Because it seems like even if you do have, you don't have hate, it seems like those trials and those tribulations that you go through are the things that perfect the love. The, you know, Especially if you go through them with the, as First Corinthians said. Right. So you can't just have you, love and just sit on it. You can't, yeah, you can't have love. Oh, I don't have right. no love. I went up against mama. I went up against daddy. When you can endure, then you have love. Okay. When you can endure without all that stuff. Yes, sir. And here, last word. The if poem, it's missing the standing up and fighting. Because it always gets too bad. They always come to the door or, you know, the place is burning. When, when do we say, you know, we're done... Standing strong and we got to move to the... Why are you going through that? That's another good question, man. You will see when to fight. And you will see when not to fight. God will allow you to see. 
The one thing about God, he truly loves us. That's why he's killing off our ego so we can be in the world but not of it. That way you're not afraid, you're not a coward. You see when to fight and when not to fight, when to be quiet, when not to be quiet. He will guide you. Someone mentioned the light. The light will guide you. It's weird in a good way, but it will guide But you got to suffer. When people do this stuff to you, don't be mad that they're doing it. They just don't have love. They don't know. They don't realize. They think that they're doing the right thing. Really. It's, so don't don't run away from it. It's the city. And, but you got to suffer this year. We got to do the love thing, all right? It's enough with the hate your mama thing. <laughs> How long can we go on with that, right? <laughs> Let's take it to the next level, as they would say. You got to start enduring. And don't let, don't go to some psychiatrist or psychologist or counselor and the first thing they want to do is shove a drug down your throat. Oh, you're depressed? Yeah. My daddy killed my cat. Now I want to commit suicide. Here's a pill. No, you endure that. Don't be mad at the cat dealer, killer, whatever you are. The cat was too important to you. And that's why you're feeling the pain of it. It's just a cat. Your children cannot be there because you destroy your kids if they're too important to you. You don't give them, you don't give them room to discover for themselves. You cut it off, and now they're looking to you to teach them everything. Okay. I feel the city's dying. And it is. I, I used to think if I love, go out and get a job, any job in love, that it'll fix things. But No. Yeah. It just makes you have food on your table. But don't worry, he'll show he'll show you what to do. I'm gonna leave the city. Yeah. He'll show you what to do. <laughs> that's my answer. If you gotta leave, then leave, and that's what you see to do. But not because everybody's leaving. Yeah. You leave because you see that that's what you need to do. Yes, sir. So since consistently praying every morning, every night, I don't feel as much suffering. I don't feel much suffering, even though I just... Oh, let me say this. Yeah. You got to suffer with little. This little stuff that's happening. Yeah. Someone stole your cake from the table. And now you're mad. <laughs> you got you to gotta do that with grace. Really. And if you do the little suffering without complaining and looking crazy and acting crazy, because the big stuff is coming. And so if you deal with the little things, the little, first thing is to face your mother. Forgive your mother, return to your father, right? That's the little thing. But it seems like a big thing, right? But once you do that, and then you stay with the silent prayer, <clears throat> stay out of your head, every thought, the big stuff is coming. The people that know you, when, as someone mentioned, when you were a slut maker and a slut, they got to remind you, I remember when you were a slut maker. That's who I used to be. That's not what I do now, right? And then they're going to go after you. Do, deal with the little things with perfect peace. Then the big things you'll be ready for. Don't whine. Stop whining. That's it. That's it. And uh, can I get a picture after? Yes, sir. Cool. All right. Yes. Would it, would it be faith? Because in order to What? Treat, it be faith? Like. 100%. Because treating disaster and victory the same. Or not worrying about what the world, what, not not knowing about it. You know about it, but not taking it in is the faith. We have faith in God, and so we don't. You know what I'm, I don't know. You don't complain. You don't right. murmur. You don't cry. You don't attack. You don't right. gossip. You don't 
go after the person that hates you, you wish them well. Right. Really. And in that, it's anyone who don't live in their thoughts. You know, God said, bring every thought into captivity. Anyone, anyone who stay out of their thoughts automatically have faith in God. Because Adam doubted God. He had faith, then he doubted. And, and so he lost the faith and he lived in doubt. Now we have to doubt the thoughts and we'll have faith. How do you doubt the thoughts? Just by observing them. Every thought. God said bring everyone into captivity. Every thought. Every thought you have is a lie. Because I'm noticing. Everyone you get. No matter what. Let's say you left your ice cream on a, on a stove. <laughs> <laughs> I say stove because the stove is hot. And Satan telling you right now, you got to hurry home. Your ice cream is melting. <laughs> and you're like, after church, you're like, I got to go. And then you get home, somebody put the ice cream away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If Satan's telling you that the ice cream is melting, it's a lie. Don't believe it. Really, it's a lie. There is no truth in him. He's a liar. And he works through your thought. Because I'm noticing that... that uh, I have a lot of thoughts. And I don't know if it's always been that way. It's just that way recently. It's always been there. It's just that you were not aware of them. Because it just seems like my mind is just. That's why God said, listen to none of them. His voice is a revelation. He's a quiet, voiceless voice. Satan talked to your head. He sounds like you. He sounds like the person you hate. He sounds like the cat and everything. <laughs> Whatever's important to you. Do y'all believe that every thought is a lie yet? You can test it. I could be wrong. Every thought is a lie. About everything. I remember I used to go to the mailbox. And I had to bend down to the mailbox. And I would open it and get the mail. And then I would lock it. And on the way out the door, Satan said, yeah, lock the mailbox. Yeah. I'm like, what the? And I would go back and lock it again, even though it was already locked. And then Satan said, you didn't lock the mailbox again. And then I would go all the way back and keep the box. You can see my footprint on the box. <laughs> then when I got realized that every thought is a lie, I stopped doing it, and now I'm free from that. Every thought is a lie. No such thing as true thought. I can't take anymore. I know that you guys want to. Uh, does that, anybody disagree with that at all? First time visit, I'm friendly. I'm not Black Lives Matter. You could disagree. <laughs> really, this is fellowship, isn't it? It's not church. It's edifying, correcting one another. Anybody disagree with any of that? Okay. So I want, you, I want to encourage you to start quietly suffering through this stuff. Your ego is dying. Satan wants you to overreact. He wants you to get mad because every overreaction gives him authority over you. He'll make you kill yourself. That's why he wants you to overreact. He quickly gives you something to be mad about. He doesn't want you to be still and know God. All right? So stop overreacting. It's a battle between good and evil. Stop overreacting. Um, so I don't have time to do it today. We'll talk about it on the radio tomorrow. What does it mean? This is my biblical question for this last week. What does it mean that none but the righteous shall see God? And the reason I ask that question because I hear the Christians saying, that you could be saved by God and still sin. You could. I don't sin all the time, but I sin sometimes. Unintentional sin <laughs> and all that. And so, but the Bible says, and God says that 
No, but the righteous shall see God. Sin ain't righteous. Ain't no righteousness in sin. So that's why I came up with that, just to get people to think about that. He said, be holy as he is holy. So if you're not holy, don't pretend that you're holy. Then you shall be holy. Don't be in denial about it. At least admit it to yourself. You don't have to go out and admit to the world so they can judge you, right? Well, at least don't be in denial yourself. And then God can guide you. All right. We'll talk about that more on the radio tomorrow. Um, and my brand new biblical question for this week. Brand new. Oh, you hear a lot of people talk about the work of the flesh, right? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Anybody ever heard that? Okay. So my biblical question is, what causes the work of the flesh and what is it? Remember that, Nick. What causes the work of the flesh and what is it? Because I've come to realize it's different than something else. I want you. To, I don't want to tell you, but think about it. What causes the work of the, uh, work of the flesh and what is it? Is that a good question or what? If you suffer without complaining, it'll be amazing what else he revealed to you. He said, think on these things, not about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, who your friend is, who not, how much money you have. Think on these things. All right. Um, you, I saw your hand last word and we wind it up. Santa Claus. So uh, <laughs> don't be jealous. That's right. Don't be jealous. Of and the I am, too. Don't I'm be about jealous. to suffer through this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so um, Satan has been tempting me, telling me that I need to move out of Los Angeles. Is that a lie? Have you thought about moving? If Satan is telling you, it is a lie. But what about the Satan that tells me that if I stay, I'm going to continue being a slave? Are you a slave right now? I'm not. I don't think I can do as well as I could elsewhere. What do you mean? I mean, the rent's too high, cost of living, lockdown, COVID mask rules. Are you getting the rent paid? It's getting paid. Okay, well, it ain't too high then. What the? the but listen, that, if okay. Satan tell you to do something, don't do it. God will reveal when it's time to move or not to move. I mean, when it's time to move. He will reveal it to you. It'll be clear. It'll be no doubt about it. Because Satan is using what's happening in the country right now to, to make you believe him and, 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 and make a move before time. Because you make a move before time and go to the wrong place. Everybody going to Texas, right? And you get there and Texas will be on fire too. Okay. Because everybody else is in fear of running to Texas. I was in Texas week weekend before last, right? And uh, the driver was telling us that all the people in the city of Texas are now moving to the suburbs. Because the people who are moving to Texas are bringing the same ideas and same beliefs. So they are taking over the cities. Of Texas. Okay. So are you going to stay here and rebuild? Do you I'm going to stay until the Lord said go. What would, what would be the condition that would make you want to leave? Is there any condition? If I see that I need to go. Okay. Because once you start running, you're going to run forever. Yep. Either you have faith or you don't have it. And, and the children of God have faith. 
and they can wait upon the Lord to guide them. Because all these people may leave California. I have a major plan coming up next week I got to tell you about too. I wrote it down so I don't forget it. See, All the people leave L.A. Now the buildings are cheap. The rent is cheap. You can buy a building. You can get an amazing job because they're all gone, right? And when they come back, because they will come back, the weather will bring them back and nothing else. And now you own everything. Okay. <laughs> but if, Satan, if you're looking at with your eyes and not by faith, and Satan will tell you, everybody running in Texas, everybody, they just had a bombing in what did they think? Suppose you haven't gone to Tennessee already. And Satan said, look, you got to get out of here. They are bombing Tennessee now. You know what I'm saying? Wait and see, folks. Don't run just because everybody else is running. If you want to go, you see to go, go. But let it be something you see for yourself, not based on what everyone else is doing. Especially if you are sons and daughters of God. All right. So if you leave, will you please tell us? Let us know. Give us a heads up. Yeah. When you decide. I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'll make it known on the radio. I'm leaving. All right. Bye. I appreciate it. <laughs> after you leave. I'm like, I'm down here. I, I was talking to a friend of mine. And he would tell me that he goes, he go, he was like, hey, Jesse, why don't we go and buy a white guy? Well, he may be Mexican. Why don't we go and buy a plantation? And then I'm like, do white people supposed to be telling me to buy a plantation with them? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I want you to think on this. It's a Christmas gift today. I, want, I encourage you, rather than lashing out at folks and carrying on and trying to avoid suffering, allow yourself to suffer through things. You won't die. It will die, and you will live. And you will see that God is with you. Speak up, but don't resent. But you got to start suffering through stuff. Stop running away from it with alcohol and drugs and, and depression medicine and all that stuff. And then pretend you believe in God. Or you pretend that you have love. People will come after you. Really, they're going to come after you. So start dealing with these little things so that when the big things come, you're prepared for it. And they will come. All right? So thank you all so much for tuning in. I uh, don't forget to do the silent video. Do the prayer. So you do your hoover and holler. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Have mercy. Lord, have mercy, right? And so you're done with all that overreaction. Be still and know God. Do the silent video. Uh, thank you so much for your Christmas gifts and donate to Bond. We still have a matching grant of $30,000. Someone, I just got a, a text or a call from someone. Hey, Jesse, uh, this is the time for giving. You really helped me stay with my family. I'm, we're doing well now. I want to do a matching grant up to 30000 If you can raise it, we'll go up to 30000 So go to rebuildingtheman.com. We have until January 30th, the end of January. So go there and help make that. All right? And I do appreciate it. We are a nonprofit, so I appreciate it. Um, do the silent prayer no matter what. You do it even if no one else does it. But you got to learn to suffer, folks. You, all that, that pain you feel in your stomach, go to that pain and relax in it. And don't complain about it, and you will overcome it. It's a spirit. It's all spiritual, and we are a spirit. Thank you so much, and Happy New Year. By the way, that's coming next Friday, right? The office is, are we open, Daniel, or are we closed? I'm going to be here. You're going to be here? Daniel is the office man. Will the doors be open? So we are open. <laughs>
we are open Monday through Thursday of this week. You know what happened? Normally, we shut down uh, the day of New Year's Eve. It's our last day here. We don't open up until January 2nd. But I forgot we used to do that, so we stopped doing it. And the employees didn't complain about it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did replays that whole week that we were shut down. But they forgot, and so I forgot to. But we'll start next year, guys. So anyway, we're doing the show live Monday to Thursday tomorrow, I mean this week. And uh, so call in. I want to hear from you. And Happy New Year. I wish you well. And Happy New Year to you all. I wish you well as well. Thank you for an amazing church today. I love the fellowship. Oh, amazing. Thank you, folks. So what I want to do quickly is Joel coming with the basket and James had a credit card for the...